Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back to The Shifter. Uh, I don't know why I said that weird, Shifter. Yeah, I, I just had a whole, I got excited. I get really bad with intros. I'm very nervous. Because it's, it's the weirdest thing when you do a podcast because we were chatting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to go like, three, two, one. And you have to be like, welcome to the show. Like, yeah. it's always very weird. It feels so. very bizarre. You did great, Katie. Thank you. Well, welcome, Casey Balsham. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is so excited. I've literally wanted to have you on the podcast for so long, so this is so great that you're here. I'm happy to be here. I think, because I think we did it along, I think we did like a Zoom one over quarantine when you had like a, there was like a, I think you had like another, uh, maybe like a author on or something like that. Oh, did you do it with Des? No, not with Des. When you had, you were doing it solo, but yeah. I think you had two of us on. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't even remember. My brain. Pa- I listen, I bla- you can black out the pandemic. Yeah. Nobody would fault you for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody would fault you. I remember um, <laughs> someone asking me to get someone on who, because um, this woman uh, is 40. This mm-hmm. was a few years ago, so I don't know how old she is now. But I remember her saying, like, I'd love to get someone on who could, who is trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. or talks about it. And I was like, oh, that's Casey. That's me. Uh, and at the time, you probably would have been like 38 or whatever when she asked. And, and, right, and the then, it. yeah, and then it, and then now I have the studio, so it all kind of worked out. But um, yeah. yeah, but you're yeah. pregnant now. I'm pregnant now and I'm oh. 40. <laughs> I mean, right. It's like, I'm it's sorry. To that listener, I was just waiting <laughs> yeah. for the age yeah. and pregnancy to match yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> now we line up. Oh my God, I just burped. I hope you couldn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never can tell it was like internal, but it might've been yeah. very loud. Uh, yeah, no, I'm 40 and pregnant now. And uh, it took us five years. So at 38, I would have been in the middle of trying uh, and now it's happening. And now it's like almost here. I'm doing I'm like seven Seven months, seven and a half. I don't even know. Said, that doesn't look to me. That doesn't look like seven months, but I don't know what seven months should look like. But you don't look. I don't know. I'm a, me neither. I, yeah. I honestly like between like <laughs> Robbie and my best friend. Both of them were like, I kind of thought you'd blow up, and I was like, I kind of thought I would too. Yeah, you have like I literally <laughs> only noticed you. Like I knew you were pregnant, but I only noticed it like recently. I just kind of popped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the worst because it's like when you're pre- it's like I want to look pre. You know, I want. To look pregnant, I want to walk around and have people be like, oh, please sit down. And, like, nobody gives a fuck when you just look like you're uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like, I was just walking on trains being like, ugh, and people were like, we don't, we don't care. People don't even look up. I yeah. Like, I literally will unzip and unbutton my jacket and open it like a superhero so that people could see my belly. And every so often somebody goes, oh, do you want to sit? And I'm like, I'm damn near hitting people in the face with it to try to get subway <laughs> seats. It's, yeah. like, pretty fucking... It's brutal. No, people in New York subway do not give a fuck. <laughs> you can be old. Just you just not paying be... attention either. Uh, yeah, and I I also think that's a bit on purpose because, yeah. and we spoke about this last week on the podcast, but let's say like in Dublin, everybody's like, 
you know, it's friendly, polite for the most part. You might get like the odd person like, what are you looking at? But other than that, yeah, it's yeah. pretty like if you bump into people and it's all kind of like if you see an older person, mm-hmm. you'd be embarrassed not to give up your seat because you'd be yeah. like, oh, people be looking at me. I should give up my seat. Yeah. Um, you're kind of keeping an eye out for it and holding right. the door open and stuff. But here it's like head and phone. I don't even want to see an old person because I don't have to give up so my you seat. You pregnant. had Catholic guilt in Ireland. I know. <laughs> yeah, we were guilty for everything. We were born in the guilt. You it's funny because born in it. I see Americans now and obviously they all have like a lot of white guilt and they're handling it very they're like clunky with their guilt and I'm yeah. like in Ireland we were just born guilty yeah, we know yeah, how to like use we're it all, we're all working with it every <laughs> yeah. day yeah I can see this new fresh guilt off you <laughs> clean that shit up <laughs> yeah. but yeah nobody here pays attention and it's it, it's kind of crazy because like sometimes I try to make a point of like looking around because because I've had a couple scary situations on the train um and not too many you know like I've lived here for almost nine years and uh but like I think every so often we do need to just pick it up and kind of like clock who looks like a safety person, who looks like a scary person. You know what I mean? Like I, cause I, I had this one moment on the train and it was like, I was pregnant. So it was a couple months ago. So I was like already just a little more. And I was like kind of an empty train and a guy got in with a backpack and he was wearing like kind of like tactical cargo pants. And he had like, those like glasses on that kind of look like ski goggles. And then he had one of those like masks on with like a skull mouth or something. Oh, like he no. just, you, you just look at this guy and you're like, this is the type of guy that has a gun. Yeah, yeah. And, and he like walked on and I instantly had that like pit in my stomach to be like, Ugh! but like, you know, I'm glad cause he walked right down to the end of the train where I was. And luckily he, I think he was just kind of crazy, but he like got on, he like stood like right by me. and was like, I already tried, somebody tried to stab me six times this week already. You want to try to stab me too? He said that to you? He just kind of said it out loud, but it was like the look of the guy was scary enough that like I clocked it, but like had my head been down and then somebody just was standing in front of me screaming about stabbing. I probably would have been more scared than I was. So I always like to just like clock or like late night after shows, which now I'm like driving a little bit more, but like sometimes uh, at like, you know, 2 a.m. and when this, when the subway stations get a little like, um, you know, Star Wars Bari, like they get a little like, <laughs> like little monsters, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to kind of look around to be like, okay, if anything goes down, like, like there's been times when I've like nodded at guys on the train, kind of just like, hey, we're the only, we're the only, uh, like, I, are you with me if something happens? And like, you know, like I've had to kind of like give a signal yeah. sometimes, but yeah, so I, I do think everybody, not only for pregnant women, but for safety should pick their heads up off their phones every so often. I say that and I play fucking card games on the train like I'm I, I mean, <laughs> never paying attention but I'm trying to I'm trying to get yeah, better if, if Irish so people visit up. I'm like don't have your phone out you know don't you know don't be playing on your phone in the on the subway track and then I'll go down and be like near the yellow line on my phone 100% 100% I'm like standing at the bottom yeah. of the stairs like an asshole just like playing Tetris t- or looking up something on Google like move yeah. like I want to yell at myself to be like what are you doing do you get feel out of everyone's way more aware of it now that you're pregnant though as well yeah, and and especially now because I'm since I'm like it's harder to like walk up the subway stairs, like truly I'm like sorry I'm just in the way now. But like yeah, but I mean more aware of your safety because now oh, yeah. you're like but I'm driving more. Okay, yeah, yeah, I am driving more, but it, it really truly is because I can't like I'm I'm so out of breath on the subway stairs, which is like part which I was before I was yeah. pregnant, but now it's like double. <laughs> I know, but yeah, but I don't. I generally New York doesn't make me feel scared. There's just been a couple moments where like like that clocking that one guy. But in general, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel I love New York. Yeah, I I have like a, 
it's irrational because I feel safe in New York and there is times like a person will get on the train and they'll say some stuff and I've had like a bunch of those interactions. So oh, statistically, yeah. I don't know how to say that word. Statistically. I, I hear that. <laughs> statistically. It's a lot of S's and there's, a, there's some sounds oh, happening some I's there. Some in there. Yeah, there's a C somewhere. <laughs> statistically. So, that word. Um, <laughs> I should feel more unsafe in New York. I've been robbed and everything. Have but, you? Yeah, yeah, I had my oh. phone robbed right out of my hands. Um, it was really, really horrible. But uh, and then I go back to Ireland, and I, I, we live on a farm. And if my cat, if I'm trying to look for my cat, like I literally won't. If it's the middle of the night, I will like shout out the window. I won't go outside because I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah. Trees, <laughs> trees in the night are scary. No one is gonna get me in the in the <laughs> my house, and I'm like, le- I'm more scared walking outside in the dark there. Because well, think about true crime podcasts. I they know. never start in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not even fucking it's ones. Like, it's always like on a small farm in Ireland. <laughs> she went looking for her cat. Yes, Wilson never came. That's how murder but the starts. Bad guy That's how did. murder starts. Yeah. Like so, I I'm I'm fully uh, fully agree with you there. I also just. I'm afraid of ghosts, and I know that ghosts. Me do. It's like I, I don't, don't want to see one. Exactly. Nope. I don't know if they're real, but I don't want to know that they're real. They're very real, and <sighs> I, I mean, I. This is. I always like every so often, like when I was doing my podcast, I would talk to people who had like experiences with ghosts, and always after I did that, I thought that I was like opening up myself because because they like. I feel like they attach themselves to people that are like open to it. So like <laughs> every so often, just in the dark, I just yell out. I'm not open to it. <laughs> Don't come to me. We're not visiting. We're not visiting Casey. So like I will because this one girl, I had these two girls on. And they have a great podcast. And of course, I, I forget what it's called right now. Um, but but the one girl, like literally it follows her. Like and everyone that she knows gets haunted. Like Was so like her a- best friend gets haunted. It's called the, We Don't We Don't Know Her. Oh, no, because there's another comedian who has a similar story. It- and uh Scared the bejesus out of it's me. T- I was like, I I'm not hanging around with you. I couldn't listen to the edit. Like I was like, I couldn't really re-listen to it because she's like, yeah, I moved in with my boyfriend and their house started getting haunted. She's like, my best friend gets haunted now. Like it follows her wherever since when she was little. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, can it come through Zoom? Yeah. Like I was like, like I literally was in bed at night being like, no, thank you. You're like Please the connection. Dead. The connection is bad. I gotta yeah, go. Yeah, I'm like I can't do it. But it was like it's terrifying. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I could. I'm fascinated by them, but don't 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 come for me. It's so funny that you say that because I did the same thing with. So I stay uh, sometimes in my cousin's house in Dublin, and they say that there's a ghost who lives near the room where people stay. And my stepmom, it's my stepmom's uh, nieces and nephews. Yikes. But she's seen the ghost sitting. It's like an old woman in her uh, wedding gown and everybody who stayed there. So when I went to stay there uh, most recently, uh, I like didn't turn off the lights. Sorry for using your electricity, but I was terrified. Yeah. And then secondly, when I got into bed, I was like, hey, um, old lady, I wouldn't be able to mentally be okay if you turned up tonight. It would affect me for the rest of my life. So if you could it. just stay away. I have to tell them. And she didn't tr- turn up to me. So I feel like that was good. That's good. Because my stepmom's more chill with that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah. No, I'd be, uh, no, I, I would be changed. Yeah. I would be forever changed. <laughs> I'd have to go live in a mental home. I know. I did stay. I just did some shows in Alaska and they put me up at a hotel that I didn't find out till the second night was haunted. And it's like properly famously haunted. Uh, and like on Halloween, it's like sold out. Like everybody goes there. And I did wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> to a woman crying for like three hours straight. And if you looked at this hotel, you're like, nobody else is staying here but me. And then I did see a lady like when I was checking out come out of that room. And I was like, oh, thank God. 
Oh, that was so just she was a, just like next. It door. was just a this sad lady. A sad woman. It was just a sad lady because I was like, oh no, like I, I was very. I, I was like, as I told Robbie, I was like, someone was crying all night, and he's like, that's weird. And then like the next day, the people picked me up to go to the show. And they're like, oh, that hotel's totally fucking haunted. And I was like, no, with crying ladies, they're like, there is a bride. Yeah. There, there was a whole bride thing too that like she died or she killed herself or something. And Jesus. I was like, awesome. I was like, but I feel like that should be disclosed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know definitely. What I mean? Yeah, and if they're selling out in Halloween, it's like if someone's booking not on Halloween, they're not people who want to be there for ghosts. That's like no. a I'm like I'm already in Alaska that like has a kind of eerie vibe because yeah. it's like dark and just gray and cold, like very cool. That's where the vampires live. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm why saying. Ireland. That's where the banshees live. If we're gonna see ghosts, it's in Alaska or Ireland. Okay. No, no, no. Go. That's I, I don't know why it's sadder. To me, a ghost crying than a woman crying because I, I hope she has relief from <laughs> death. You know. Yeah, that I know. It's like, oh, you're still sad. Yeah, no, Bitch, that would get be the over worst. it. Yeah, come on. You're dead. Like, <laughs> move yeah. on. Go to the light. Yeah. Now it's just a real lady in there with her husband, and I was like, oh, thank God, it yeah. was just you That's two. Very normal. <laughs> it's just you two. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I thought there was a crying uh, ghost next to me, and that that made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'm going into my radio voice. Go for it. Uh, wait, what was your one woman show called? It was called Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Okay. Oh yeah, and it was all about trying to get pregnant in the process of it, and I was doing it at Fringe this summer, and I found out like the fifth day that I was pregnant, so I just had to do this show like twenty more times, being like, I'm not pregnant. This is I can't get pregnant. Blah 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 blah. And then I found out I was pregnant doing the show. It was a very ironic. Um, it was a very weird experience. I think it's amazing because you've been doing that show for, right? You wrote it in the four years, I guess. That- I wrote it, yeah. It kind of like I um, I wrote it uh, and then I kind of put it up uh, and then I decided to go to Fringe to kind of tweak it to try to uh, really dig into it. But yeah, it was tough doing it because I was like sick and it was exhausting. Of course. <laughs> doing it there. Um but yeah, I kind of just, I wrote it because I feel like the only thing, like infertility is something that we're starting to talk about now. Like there's like celebrities that have come out that have been like, oh, I've done IVF and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's kind of starting to be talked about now, but it's also, it's always like in this kind of sad context and it is fucking sad. It sucks to go through, but I was like, I need a little bit of like a reprieve. So I kind of just, I tried to start writing jokes about it. Um, and, and it was, like, the way that, like, I processed it. Like, I didn't realize that I hadn't been, like, processed. Like, I was completely going through it feeling like it was not happening to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was giving myself shots at, like, Gotham. Like, I was bringing coolers with me to, like, shoot up hormones in bathrooms at comedy clubs and then acting like nothing was fucking happening. And I was like, this shit sucks. And and everything you read about it is so doomsday. It's like every, it's like, there's so much that's shared about it that it's, like, Makes you feel like it's never going to happen unless you completely change your diet, unless you completely do this. And, you, and it was so overwhelming that I was like, fuck, man, can we just laugh about the fact that, like, my husband's swimmers can't reach me and I have old ass eggs? Like, what? Like I need something else besides the fucking internet yeah, yeah. to tell me how terrible this is. Like, and I mean, your jokes about your jokes about it are literally some of my favorite still. Like, I'll quote them. Like, oh, that thanks. one about... Um, not are feeling like you're already a bad mom because oh, yeah. um, you didn't know where your egg was. Oh, yeah, because my <laughs> embryos are frozen and I don't know. I don't know where they are. They're in a locker somewhere yeah. in the city. I don't know. I don't know where they are. I think, yeah, and you're probably the first comedian I've really heard 
talk about it at length. I don't think I felt like I was learning every time I watched your set. And it it, it was because it, it's supposed to kind of be in, but that's what like I wanted it to be like informational so people knew, but also that it wasn't going to be like, oh, you only can relate to this if you've gone through it or if you're a woman mm -hmm. or if you want children. Like I wanted to make sure that I still wanted to be a comic, even though yeah. I was talking about it. So I was like, how can I talk about this where like men aren't like, I got to go to the bathroom, you know, yeah. like during these jokes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I hope I succeeded. I think I, I tried to do a pretty good job. Yeah. And so, and I, and I was happy with the end product. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't like updated it yet with the pregnancy thing. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Like I still have footage of, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, but, but I do think now is the time with it becoming more uh, of a talked about subject. Oh, definitely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, yeah, just, and, and just with every, the restrictions happening and all that stuff. Cause it's very tied into everything that they're trying to take away from women. Cause it's technically you're making an embryo. And so if they like change the verbiage of everything to be like life begins at fertilization, then mm -hmm. that will affect IVF. Cause technically you're fertilizing eggs, which means that they will like force women to implant like all their embryo, like force women to implant even embryos that they know they won't let them like test them so that they know because you test the embryos so that you don't miscarry. Because a miscarriage is just an embryo that was not ever going to make it. You didn't do anything wrong. Like it was just, it's a chromosomally abnormal. Um, this is, I think, most of the time. Like I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. But they're going to force women to implant these just to basically miscarry them. Yeah. If all these laws, which is insane, this is already insane. women who have probably been miscarrying or struggling. I know. And now you're and it's gonna like, we also want the babies. Now they're going to pay. We to want put them, them through more. Yes. And also, there's a time limit. Yeah, you're going to make it. me pay five thousand dollars to implant something that will not last. No, it's crazy. If you don't let me test it. And there's a short time limit on it as well because you, obviously, women who decide to do that, it's like get me pregnant as fast as quickly. No wait, as fast as possible. I just said fa the two as different. As fast as quickly. Why can't I speak around you? <laughs> Did you steal all my words? I'm stealing your <laughs> I think your I'm soul. intimidated by I'm... the baby. <laughs> oh, she's Hello, intimidating. She's intimidating. You, she's, you're she's pregnant right now and I have my period right now. That's what's going on. That's what's really going on. We're like, whoosh. <laughs> the moons are clashing. Yeah. The waves are fucking crashing its rock. Um, yeah, well, when you go in, you're obviously like you want a family and you haven't been able to make one. And so the fact that they're like trying to take that right, it's like it's like they're forcing the women that don't want babies to has, have them and then they want to restrict the women that do want babies and not and and no, try crazy. to make it not. Yeah, because they're trying to make it like, they're saying that, you know, when you, because also like, you know, say you do make six embryos and you implant two and you ha get your two babies and that's all the kids you want. You know, so you take the four and you can donate them. You can do whatever. But sometimes they just discard them. So they're saying that that is also like bad. But like, can I tell you these embryos, you cannot see them with your eye. <laughs> you need doctor stuff. You yeah, need a yeah. doctor to put it on a Petri dish, suck it up and put it in. Like, so it's just crazy to, to, to give rights to something that is not. Yeah. Well, it's back to the Sarah Silverman joke. If you're going to give rights to things that are alive, sperm is alive and men would have to stop jacking off because our eggs are just nests. I know. So like, that's also the off. legally blonde defense. Remember? <laughs> oh, is that what she said? That was like her big thing in Legally Blonde when she was like saying that like because yeah he when he 
would like jerk off or whatever that he was also like doesn't he need to pay like child support for all of those kids <laughs> or something it was something like that but anyway Elle Woods knows what the fuck is up <laughs> yeah I love and she fun. is legally of sound she's 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 the legal voice of uh, many generations yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she is she really broke she, down a stereotype there <laughs> yeah she gets it um, um yeah no and so just to circle back so for uh, I, I I know people who were born through IVF, so yeah. probably like maybe I I don't know how long IVF has been going on. Um, it's I don't know exactly, but like it, it's been a while. But obviously it's changed a bit. Like remember, like back when we were younger, they used to call them test tube babies. Remember yeah. that's test so tube babies? funny. Yeah, that was when like if like somebody was like donating sperm yeah. or whatever, and you made a baby like on your own. And and obviously so much has changed now. But also I think like the reason why it's people are doing it is because there's so much more shit in our food mm-hmm. in like we're there's so much more plastic which affects everything. I think iPhones are frying men's balls in their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I think that their swimmers are overheated and getting zapped by laptops. So there's just so many more factors because like even when you think about it, plus people are waiting longer. Like my mom oh, had yeah. me at 23. Like I, you know, I started trying at 35. So you're already in a different bracket. Yeah. But well, and there's lots know. of things that we don't like, like what you said about when you said that about the iPhone, I was like, fuck, I literally sleep on my iPhone. I'm probably frying my brain. I, so I, I put it, it under my <laughs> pillow. <laughs> Why do I need to do that? You have a barrier. No, um, that's okay. Because if you put a pillow on your lap, it's not like that's for men. Okay, you know, good. You're not frying your balls with the pillow. I don't want to fry my yeah. brain. Um, yeah, plus, don't fry your brain. There's Katie. definitely something coming out of it because my cat always sleeps on my phone, so there has to be some sort of radiation heat coming out of it. Yeah, because cats love hot stuff. Yeah, sometimes they just catch on fire. Yeah, yeah. These aren't safe devices. No, and I think... And we put them right up to our fucking heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we love we, it. Yeah, we take something that we're like, I have no idea what's in you and no idea how this affects you. Let me put it right next to my brain. Ooh, what is... Let me see. Will keeping a smartphone affect sperm, sperm count? Am I right? Or am I making... So, by up? the way, today it's James Webb, who is... Because usually it's Pat. So, if you hear a little giggle in there, because they might be like, oh my God, all of a sudden, <laughs> Pat has a different giggle. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Hello. So, so James is looking up to see if smart see. So, smartphones. Oh my God, I don't think there's. I don't think there's conclusive evidence either way. Okay. Um, I mean, I of think. Of course not. It's the biggest money making product. If there was, they're gonna kill all the scientists <laughs> who prove yeah. that. <laughs> I know. It's never. And I like, know. And like the other thing is too. There was like Steve that, Jobs murdered any doctor doing a study. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> I'm fully convinced. But yeah. also the there's like the stuff you said about the plastic reading. There's like that Teflon stuff that. That is in our body. It makes a chemical that's never. So there's going to be Everything. so much in like a hundred years that they're going to look at our bodies and be like, oh, of course, this we is why we were all so much plastic up. in us. Yeah. It from from the especially when it's hot from the lid. Oh to yeah, and the water, water bottles bottle, to even like your shampoo bottles. It hot like it, when things are in pla- like everything. Yeah. It this is why it's so terrifying to go on the internet because they'll be like like you're dead. Ev- everything. You know you're dead. You're that I ghost hear. woman crying in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Everything you're doing is fucking Jeez. killing you and ruining your um, fertility. I mean, I also smoked for many years and did yeah, a ton too. of cocaine. Most so like I'm I'm blaming I'm blaming plastic, but like it's probably the cocaine. I didn't, I didn't do coke, but I did smoke for 10 years. I was afraid I to do drugs. I for a lot. Were you? Yeah, because... Oh, they're fun, hon. No, I can't. Well, because, well, there's mental health issues in my family, so I'm like... Mine too. Mm, That's why you it. got a party. Oh, no, I love, I love my sanity. <laughs> Take your chances. No, I'm already on, I'm already on the edge all I the time. I love my sanity. You know, I'm, oh. I'm able to go, you're overthinking, you're being crazy, but I feel like if I took drugs, I'd go, yeah, burn the house down. <laughs> so... 
you know you might you know I, I do research a lot of murder and a lot of times it's how it happens yeah I'm not even <laughs> no you know what the phones are funny because they I always knew even when I got my first Nokia 10 because and plus my mother is like soup like I don't talk to her but she's like unwell but also extremely paranoid and some mm-hmm. of it I'm sure is also rooted in truth like that phones are probably bad for your brain there's all kinds of stuff yeah, yeah. but she would always be like don't put it like don't put it up to your phone your ear be careful yeah. and I'd be like but you do fine. have to live your life yeah. like you have to read this it's like it's it's freaky and but we're not we're not meant to know all this stuff yeah you understand like we're not we're not meant to be able to google every we're not we're not meant to know and we're not meant to process as much information as we do so it's like it's so it is scary to like go on there and be like oh everything is affecting my fertility and then try to live my life so it's like you have to just kind of go i mean if i'm thirsty and it's a plastic water bottle i'm gonna have to drink it and just kind of like you know it's just it's there's too much i did stop putting it up to my ear though when i started getting acne Yeah, isn't that crazy how vain we are? It's like no, well, I, I don't it. see the brain on the inside, <laughs> but I see the spots on the face. So now, in the last like it's ten years, I do it skin. speaker or <laughs> earphone. I will, or I'll go like this. Like if I don't have it, I'm like, oh, hello. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I don't let it touch my face now. I think that's. I mean, I mean, think about. I mean, because also our phones are disgusting. They're disgusting. We bring them into the bathrooms with yeah. us. Yeah, there's pro- there's probably poop on all of our phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gross. Wait, so IVF is. <laughs> They take your husband's sperm. Anyway, baby, going to be a great mom. Cocaine, poop <laughs> they, on my phone. Great. Okay. They take your husband's sperm. They take your egg. They make an embryo. They insert it in you. They choose which one is going to survive. So they grade embryos. So when you when you successfully fertilize uh, an egg with a sperm, then it has to like it goes through. You basically so you have to fertilize it, and then it has to make it to day three, and then it has to make it to like day five or six, and then at day five or six they send it to a lab and they test the chromosomes and then you get grades yeah like this like 6aa 5aa so it's like a it's like a regular grading system a b c's and you know and you kind of want some you you want the grades to be okay yeah um and then basically depending on uh those uh you implant the best quality one in general in general you know like so we implanted the best quality embryo that was a girl so it was kind of like and was this your first time after all these years actually putting second time okay so we had done two rounds of egg retrievals that only resulted in one good embryo okay so one good embryo and it was a boy and he didn't stick okay so we went to another doctor and i did two more egg retrievals and he ended up getting five embryos for us oh brilliant so i still have four on ice i've got two boys and two girls you have some kids on ice i got some kids freezing somewhere (laughs) do you think you'll decide to have another kid or would you i i mean we have to see this because i i ultimately want two kids i do believe that you need the kids need another person because I feel like I feel like they need somebody to talk to about how crazy we fucking are. But you know also, what I, mean? I was the only <laughs> child up until twelve, and I don't know how to say words. So you need to talk because I was just talking in my you head, just talking to yourself. But I also think like when you're an only child and you're trying to tell someone like my mom is fucking crazy, people are like, "Why are you talking to yourself?" Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like so they, I feel like they need a sibling, but also you know this is new things are expensive and all that stuff. But because of my age, my doctor did say he goes, "If you want a second one, he goes, you have a year, and then I need to put another one in you." you Got to do and Irish like, twins, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which is so, great though, because yeah. I do think I think you know have like I've forced four siblings now and they're all the same age as each other uh, close like yeah. big age gap with me yeah yeah but um a i love them all but b their relationship is amazing as well yeah. like and you'll always have that yeah. so yeah i do yeah. think so i don't like i i don't i don't 
fault anybody for only having one kid. Sometimes that's all you can afford. Some, like, I mean, I totally get the reasons. I would love to have two just so that there is some kind of camaraderie. And I affirm, you know, and I, and I, and I don't, I think I would have them because I think all of our next embryos are the same quality. So I think I'd have them surprise me. But I think there is part of me that's like, you know, it'd be nice to have one of each, but also like sister bond because I have a yeah. sister. Like sisters are kind of, they, and also like you could just use all your shit that you already have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, until they decide, like, I don't like any of this. But, I love Sister Bomb, yeah. too, as well. I mean, there is a time, though, where they hate each other a little bit. Because I, I, I yeah. yeah, like a little, like, rivalry. But then the closeness comes back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there's part of it. So I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think I'd want I'd want two. But, again, you don't know. I could have one and be like, holy shit, I cannot handle this. Yeah. Like, I, in my brain, I've wanted to be a mom for so long that I'm like, I got this. Did you always want to be a mom? Ever, forever. Okay, like, so that was third grade. I was naming children. And when you met your husband, forever. who was yeah. obviously a comedian as well, was that something? And he was your friend before, right? Mm -hmm. You guys were friends. How long were you friends for? Like four years. We oh, moved I here. Love we that. moved here as friends, and then the first night we made out because we got drunk because we didn't have beds. Okay. And then we were like, oh fuck. And then within like a month and a half, we were dating. And okay. so we've never not lived together. That's amazing. <laughs> we lived together. So our you were dating as roommates. Well, we were we moved as friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you moved here. Oh, so you've been four friends. Four we years moved friends as in LA. friends. Yes. Then moved to New York. Moved to oh, New York yeah. as friends. I see. First night here. That's hilarious. Hooked up, and I was like, dang. And then within like a month and a half of us kind of like odd, oddly like sneaking into each other's rooms while like Amy was asleep, and then she left to go back to LA for two weeks, and like shit just went down. We were like sucking each other off on the couch and shit, and we were like, all right, we're we're doing this. <laughs> I know Amy was like what happened while I was gone I was like just don't sit there yeah like just 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 stay to the right and she, she lived with you guys up until recently we lived together right? for six years yeah she yeah. was like basically in She's, your relationship you know she was very much in our relationship I love it. it was very fun yeah. the pandemic was actually really fun with the three of us because we would we'd like as soon as we banged on the pots and pans we were like bars open and we were just getting like boxes of wine and like watching Game of Thrones and playing games it was actually kind of it was actually really fun to have like a, a to have like a like a a couple of us at the house, so it wasn't just me and Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a buffer, <laughs> and she wasn't alone. Although, like you know, I'm sure there was times when she might have wanted to be alone, or maybe we wanted. But it was it was really nice to have like we had a good time over the pandy. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not mad at it. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I feel sad for the for the for the losses. Of course. Oh my God, stop. No, <laughs> but I liked it. It also <laughs> changed my life. I, I, know, uh, I know. became mentally. Everybody else, like a lot of people are like they mentally spiraled. I became mentally well first time in my life. I just yeah, I need. I relaxed break. for the first time ever. I had literally right? been working since yeah. a young teen. Yeah. And always trying to prove myself, and then I like, cut off like one side of my family, to. and then kept working because in my head I was like oh, I'll just like work all the time to like prove myself to this sort of thing. Like, I don't know, to who? And then the pandemic, I was like, oh, we don't need, Nobody's and this doing. is not productive. No, it's not. And I just relaxed and watched shows. And like me and my roommate at the time, I don't live with her anymore, but she's amazing. We would like do like little workout dances and we would so make fun. food. And yeah. it was the first time as well. We'd been friends for literally like, I think we were friends now eight years. So six years before that, really good friends. And we realized that in for the past few years, we've been so busy and living together, but not actually spending any time together. Yeah. It was the first time we really got to like chill on the roof and like make dinners and really like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, we have to make sure to still do that. Yeah. It, yeah. I think. Yeah. I hope that that's what, yeah, that some people brought back to be like, oh, I don't have to do. I can say no. 
to spots at 1.30 if I want or I don't have to do every night. I can do other real people stuff. Like I've always felt like I had a pretty good balance because I had other things I liked besides comedy. You know, like I like to see my Broadway shows. I like to go out to my dinners. I like to just fucking sit at home sometimes. Like sometimes like I love getting home at like 5 p.m. and just couching it, just taking off the bra, taking off the socks and just being like, this is heaven. Yeah. Just throwing on below deck and watching a whole fucking season. And there's so many comics that are like, I got to get up on, I got to do it every night. I got to, that's how I, that's how I do my therapy. And I'm like, just go to therapy. Yeah, I, go to, I know. <laughs> I started I'm like, therapy. Don't use these poor people yes. as therapy. Go to fucking therapy. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I always had a good balance, but I really, I really needed a break for the yeah. pandemic. I was burnt out. I was crying before sets. I was crying after sets. I was ready to fucking quit comedy. I was done. I was like, this is not fun. Mm. I hate this. I don't like comparing myself. I don't like seeing other things. And then the pandemic happened, and I was like, oh, nothing fucking matters. And I got rid of a whole layer of, I don't know, judgment I had on myself or something like that. Like, it just, I just needed to step away from it for a minute to realize that I really liked it. Yeah. And then it was, it was actually doing Zoom shows, which people hated, that I was like, got back to just the fundamentals of comedy, which was just kind of talking, not even performing. And I really was like, okay, I do like this. And then after the pandemic, I kind of had a little more confidence of just in myself, just be, just, I didn't have that fear of like, I just had less fear. Yeah. I had less of an imposter syndrome after the pandemic, which was really nice. And no, I don't know if I would have overcome. I completely agree. And I think for, comedians who were willing to do zoom shows or like park shows or whatever Mm -hmm. i truly think it made me a hundred times a better comedian um and with zoom shows i really enjoyed them because it taught me to like perform in a in a space that you're not it was like an exciting new challenge it's more intimate It Um, it was very strange yeah and trying to talk to these people and keep their attention um, and it really taught me to slow down and then yeah. same with the park shows to like get people's attention while there's a plane but for me that was very <laughs> exciting like even yeah. doing the subway show and like so many comedians were kind of like I remember doing a subway show and they were like nervous and like this is hell and I was like this is my this is where I excel <laughs> this is my dream <laughs> you know like I, I yeah. just love doing like yeah feeling up and so I think for me that really yeah it was like exciting and then it was like you were doing like four shows a week yeah then it was back you know and you yeah. were like and it was like 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. shows or like a zoom show at 10 maybe but you're in your pajamas it was just it was the first time I ever spent time as well by myself yeah Uh, and I think a lot of people find it really hard to be alone and the pandemic forced me and now I'm like you I'm like Sunday night off I'm staying in I'm watching a season of Buffy I love it (laughs) love it I love being alone I like I do have those times where like I will go a little stir crazy sometimes but like for the most part like I will find shit to do not not productive shit. I'm never doing anything that will help my career. But I am gonna clean that window to do. <laughs> I am cleaning baseboards. Yeah. I am going through old papers. And you feel satisfied. I'm, you did a little job. Yeah, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm like, not <laughs> writing content or doing anything <laughs> that would help me. But I'm doing shit. And look, enjoy it while it lasts because soon enough you're gonna I know. have a baby. I know. And so with the, when, what, what got to the point? So, okay, so you, you, you told your husband or before you were like very clear up front, I want to have kids one day. We had, uh, yeah, I believe we had talked about, but you know, it's he, he, it took us so long. Like he didn't uh, propose for so long. There were definitely some things where I was like, buddy, I'm in my thirties. Like if we're not doing marriage and kids, like I, I need time to figure this out with somebody else because like TikTok, my eggs are shrinking uh, and you know, we're not getting any younger. And he, he was like, you knew 
like he just he 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 didn't he just didn't know how he felt about marriage and all that stuff. But he did say that he wanted kids and that he was still kind of like I think was saying it for my benefit and then that was like probably like a year which was like really really tough and then and then it was kind of like he kind of, like I called him out on a couple different things of just him being stubborn and I was like you see that like how it was affecting me and then he was and then it kind of like clicked where he's like okay like I'm in it now like yeah. let's do it and so we actually started trying then before we were even engaged or anything like that. So I was like, I'm 36. Like, if we're not having kids, like, I need to figure this out because that's what I want in my life. And that's what I told you I wanted when we started dating a couple years ago. Um, so it was tough because I think guys just, they're not like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like there are a ton of men who know they want kids, but I think it's just, it's a harder wraparound. There's not a pressure on them it, either. There's, there's no concept of time. No, there's not. There's not. And for them to get tested, it's so much easier than for women to get tested. So it's like, but I just go jerk off in a doctor's office. Let's just go. Let's just go see if it because because this is one thing about infertility that people don't understand. It's 50 50. Like the women have to do so much more. But we have to do all that if our husband's swimmers don't swim. So it's like I still have to take the shots. I still have to go through the procedures if the problem is the man. So it's always going to fall on us, but it is 50-50. That is actually crazy. There's it's some, I'm sure there is some shots that they could put in the balls that would make them faster, <laughs> but they'll just never do that. I wish. I mean, there's there's I think there's some vitamin supplements, but for the most part, if they're not that like they're not going to only a couple on of them aren't are like they just they, if they have no interest in getting up to the egg, they're not going to fucking make it up there. So it so so it is 50-50 and it's so much easier for a guy to get tested. So that was also a big point of contention. Where I was like, just go to the fuck, and he'd be like, okay, okay, okay. But then, oh god, that was another. There was another bubble. Oh, Sorry, it's fine. Don't even worry. <laughs> my 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 body makes noises now, yeah. which is something I'm accepting. <laughs> so, tip for if you get pregnant, yeah. just know that prepare the noises and that come up, you won't get a seat on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like it. I we had talked about it, and so that's why we did actually start trying before. But again, there was like like a year, a year and a half that that he was like kind of not as like focused as he was towards the back half which you know it, it is it, it, I get it I get it and then the pandemic happened yeah and then we were doing treatments in the pandemic which felt fucking crazy because there was nobody in the streets there was nobody on the subways and we were just like trying to make life and bring it into whatever people are dying yeah I was like I don't even you. know what the world is gonna look like yeah. in six months but like so it was it was very strange I do think as well strange. for men, um, and I don't know if the men listening will agree with this, but my experience with men, and this is father, boyfriend, mm -hmm. any ex-boyfriends, is they will not go to the doctor. Um, they have an they issue. They don't like the doctors. They no. have something in their blood that says, no, 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 I'm yeah. going to wait till I'm dead before yeah. I get this cured. I mean, I, I've had arguments with my, with my uh, boyfriend yeah. and my stepmom has it. been like, just schedule an appointment for the doctor they, they won't they won't go and 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 i find it's also impossible to talk to him about it like whenever i try and talk to robbie about it he literally turns into like a three-year-old like i'm like you need to get them all on your back check he's like you need to get them all yeah. on your back checked and i'm like i don't have like yeah. i was like what what yes. are we doing here no i've had the same with my boyfriend <laughs> like, go to the fucking doctor i've been like I don't mean to be a bitch, but this is unattractive. Like, what's, don't, I'm not your mother. Don't, re, re, like, turn into a, but this is definitely something you need to, and for me, because it's also like, for I, I want to, me and my boyfriend have talked about marriage, and we've talked about potentially having right. kids one day. So, yeah. and I am 32. So it is conversations we've had, but I'm like, you, there was a very specific thing that I was like, this is something that's going to get worse. And if you really want to have kids, you need, you haven't been to the doctor. You have 
free health insurance. Go to the fucking doctor. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you're not listening to me. I'm not. And then eventually he went after like, this became like a consistent argument. Uh, I know. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I-, I don't want to be this role. I'm not your mother. And then because they do re- kind of re- kind of turn back into like a kid. And you're like, this is They turn into a fucking three year old. And you're like, what? Do, do I have to promise you a lollipop? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what then when he need? goes to the doctor, he comes back. She said everything that I said. But he's like, uh, yes, I'm going to do this, this and this. And I'm like, I'll, I'm just grateful but in my head I'm like <laughs> it's everything not I don't realize I've do. been saying this for six no, months no because we're they need somebody else to tell them yeah. and I the dermatologist thing as well as we literally have free health insurance we have the same health insurance and I've said about the dermatologist a few times but at this stage I'm like whatever yeah. like yeah. you can go for free yeah it doesn't make go. any sense you're gonna probably just lose go. your health insurance one time and, and then you're gonna go oh i should have gotten this green looking mole <laughs> i know it's like i'm just like just like it just just please just go and it t- it's so long he'll be like okay okay i'll go and i'm like what is happening here? james is relating really hard <laughs> james is about to book a doctor appointment <laughs> but it's also funny because then he'll go to the dermatologist and then like he won't and then i'll be like well, what happened like it'll be like days later like he won't yeah. even tell me that he went he's like oh yeah i went and i'm like what the fuck like what yeah, it's help the, me it's their kryptonite tell doctors me. or doctors medicine or all of it yeah um <sighs> which is crazy because like women we love pills yeah <laughs> we love the fucking doctor give me all the pills I have like the Give little bit of me. the opposite with the pills because there is something with like Irish well, they're where drugs. they're kind of like drugs. They will, will kind of make you lose control. Yeah, maybe. And, and I think it's I like, like a, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I love the Zen. I know, but I can't I can't do them because I, I I I do get scared about because there's so many like, you know, if you mix this and you do that, and if you have a glass of wine and I would rather have my wine than my pills. But like if there's a, there's another there's another Casey somewhere in the world that is thriving on pills. <laughs> she loves them. And I mean, in America is very I like. I, in one way, I don't trust the doctors in America. So here I am being a bit of hypocritical, but I'll go yeah. and I'll go to female doctors. Uh, I trust them. And all my right. doctors are immigrants, so I really trust them. <laughs> but I'm kind of a little scared with the, there is a push for pills or there is a, a kind of, yeah. And I, I, I grew up where take it only if you need it so that it works. Yeah. Whereas here, people are taking ADD medication when they don't have ADD. <laughs> it's like a very, whereas... I'm pretty sure I was diagnosed as a child, but they were like, she'll be fine. Um, yeah. And it's very like mild if I like it just like really easily distracted and can't have lights on when I'm watching TV and shit like that. But I would never control my thoughts. And I space out and miss the stop. <laughs> um, but I will never take pills. And then I know people who don't have ADD and they're taking the pills and it's a uh, but I, I'm but definitely it's also like if you took one of the pills one time. You would be like, I'd write a spe- special. Girl, I, I, I got my hands on some Vivance. Shout out Vivance. Uh, I wrote a whole, yeah, I rewrote my first one woman show that I did. I rewrote the whole thing. I've cle- I've rearranged my whole house. Like, but it does feel like like your jaw will be sore after like you've just done an eight ball. Yeah. It's crazy. But like, I was like, man, I think I really have. But but the the, the trouble with that is that then the more you take them, the less effective they become. Okay. But yeah. like every so often, I would just take one. I would get so much shit done that I was like, holy fuck, I have ADD and yeah. I am just free ball in life. Yeah. I am just raw dogging my everyday thoughts yeah. and my everyday distractions when like. Man, if I like, I was like, I literally sat down and was like, wrote for like seven hours. My sister, my sister was like, oh yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, I studied for like a whole like she was a nurse and she like studied for a whole test. Like you will, that's 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 what the scary part is, is that when you do take a pill and you realize, oh fuck, I do have ADD, then you're like, damn, yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I mean, I wonder because my memory is pretty bad as well. Maybe I should try a pill one day. 
I don't this know if is, I want this that is power. Me promoting you to get <laughs> fucked up on drugs. This is this is this is my toxic trait. Is that I like to make sure that people. I I I make people smoke their first cigarettes with me. I make people try cocaine with me. I make people do bad things, Katie. So bringing me to the. Di- well, someone. Just, I'm gonna be a great mom. I can't wait. <laughs> someone ju- someone just complained. Um, and I I truly before any messenger messaged me, being like, don't worry about comments. I don't give a fuck about comments. I'm so numb to it. Uh, but someone did write a comment on the podcast review like a review um complaining about my good girl innocence which is just hilarious because every other guy in the world when i put a joke up about sex on my instagram or something it's like another female talking about sex but this guy listened to the podcast and wrote a review complaining and i'm like well tell that guy we're gonna get you on pills <laughs> now I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay innocent forever. I'm never gonna do anal because of you, motherfucker. Okay, I'm gonna keep my innocence. Fuck you, Steven I think that was his name. I do Vivance before I did anal. Just, just. just I mean, try. I might do Vivance if I do anal. I am so like. No, I feel uh, like you'd be too tense. Actually. Oh really? Get, I need something get... to loosen me up. I'm very yeah. tense. You Anytime we've even touched that, I'm like. <laughs> and my boyfriend is like, he definitely is like arse obsessed they love it it's just a new thing it's a good it's a different place you know uh, like i said they get bored easily i know and i'm keeping it off the table for as long as possible keep yeah. it spicy you know keep no, them i'm about excited. to be someone's mother you think you're gonna touch my poop hole you're not <laughs> i'm someone's mother <laughs> i am the mother of an unborn <laughs> child so wait so uh you all so you talked about children you finally talked about children how long did you try uh to get pregnant naturally oh, before oh uh, naturally Probably like two years, which is too long. At okay. When you're when you're past when you're past like thirty five or thirty six, they usually say it like thirty five, thirty six. If it's last, if it's taken more than six months, but 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 you kind of it's it's hard to wrap around because like you know we were fucking and and you're like okay it'll happen and then you're and, and like you kind of I kind of like wasn't taking it seriously even though I was I was kind of just keep kept thinking and then you kind of and then I, and then I started to track ovulation but also remember like during that first year was also tough because I felt like he wasn't in it so it's like so it's like you have to have sex to have a baby but I think we were just on such different pages that we were like not even having that much sex because we were not getting along because it was like there was different things that we stressed out and and I'd be like upset yeah yeah. I was like stressed and fighting and and for me that doesn't work like if I'm mad at you my I the last thing I want to do is fuck you when I feel like you're not putting in effort to me the last thing I want to do is like like I'm like when you only touch me when we lie down in bed that is that will be the biggest turnoff I'm like I need I need the affection to I I need a for the foreplay kind of has to last in our whole not like not like oh you have to just constantly grab my ass but like you need to be like nice and pay attention mm. to me and and be affectionate with me instead of just trying to drape your fucking arm over me in the bed and and like and like try to like act like a baby. I'm like get the fuck off. Like this is the last thing I want to oh, do. No, Men, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop acting like a baby. Let's stop acting like it's you want to the cu- most like yeah. don't like fucking cuddle like put yeah. your head up against me like you're a goddamn kitten. Get the fuck off me. Like t- like you need to start with your like the, it needed to it needed to have started 2 hours ago on the couch if we're going to you know like I need yeah. a little bit more. And so that first year when we were kind of doing it like I had no idea what my ovulation schedule was I didn't know we didn't know anything and but but also we were not on the same page so that first year is kind of a wash and then we started tracking ovulation and doing that and kind of and that was kind of confusing because again I was kind of I was kind of assuming that I wouldn't have these problems because my like I said my period is very normal but then I didn't know what was going on with his situation like so there's there's just like all these things and I should have actually gone in sooner but at the end of the day everything kind of led to where 
I am and and I do feel like this is when it was meant to happen. Like this is the baby I was meant to have. Like yeah. she's she's my person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was there between 30 like I was still kind of going through some shit and me and Robbie were still kind of going through some shit and it's just been kind of like straightened out in the last couple years. Like there was, you know, so it's I I feel you guys are very ready now. Yeah, it's just ready and we're just more connected and we're just working on connecting more and you know, like I'm in therapy, he's in therapy, we've done it together. We've just tried to really work on how we treat each other before you bring somebody else. Like had we brought somebody else, had we had a kid when I, when I was 35 when we first started trying, it, I think it would have been a lot rougher of a situation because we were, we were a bit, there was a disconnect. Yeah. And I think that's it's just important to make sure that everything's kind of all the other stuff has to be functional. Like we're not we're first, you know, like yeah. we're, our relationship has to be first, because if that's not if that's broken, then everything that goes down to the kid, I think, is also going to feel a bit broken. So it's like we yeah. have to be on working. the same. Team. Yeah, it's so true, because I feel like yeah. when you see parents who have a kid and they're not on the same page, they're not on the same team. I've seen it where it's they awkward. they fight with each other through the kid. It's I remember one time being bad. around a a parent and a kid and so the dad gave the kid like a very good di like the kid was being bold and he should discipline but then the mother was undermining like um you know through the kid like don't listen to daddy he always overreacts and then he's like well ma and i'm like oh it's my not, god this so, is so toxic fucking, it's, yeah it's very toxic so yeah if you don't yeah and i also liked what you're saying about like that you guys have clearly worked because like from the outside if i saw you together i've always you would just always think amazing perfect relationship look at these like and comedians not, killing yeah, it and but that's it's not the case relationships like, are work they're tough they're yeah. very hard and especially like i said us never having space from each other you know we've been together the whole time and me being upset that he wasn't proposing and him not sure that he wanted to propose just because uh this that and the other because he just wasn't sure about marriage as a whole um and then we were fighting so he's like i don't know if i you know like i was kind of like i was very resentful yeah and so i was a bitch because i was like i want to be fucking i like are you going to propose or not so there was just there was so many layers that just needed to work themselves out before we got to her yeah you know so that we're not miserable for her and so and so yeah so i'd say like two years probably trying and then and then we started doing iuis the pandemic which is like the step before ivf where they just kind of take the sperm since it doesn't want to swim and they basically just put it like next oh to the they egg. shoot them up they it's like the tur like the joke was like the turkey basting so they like oh. yeah they put it they put it like they next him. they kind of like help you get like a couple big juicy fat eggs yeah. that are like ready to ovulate and then they basically just hand the sperm to yeah. them they're like here you go ma'am oh. like here's your that's so yeah <laughs> all these other sperms are not making it and then they just see this guy go like well, they do escalator. a couple they do a couple oh, okay. they do they do they do like they take his sperm sample and they like condense it and they spin it so that you have just the strongest ones and then they just place it like past wow. your cervix and they just hand it to the egg. And so we did a couple of those, again, in the middle of the pandemic. So, like, it was very weird. But it's just tough because you have to wait, you know, because you only can do it every month when you ovulate. So we did it for four. We did it March, April, May, June of yeah. the of 20 fucking 20. It was crazy. And then I'm, like, on hormones that, like, make me nuts. And it was, it, it was wild. So we did those. And then after that, we when my doctor was like, it's not going to happen this way. And we were like, well, I'm starting to see that. But it's just so much cheaper than IVF. Yeah. Like those are like 600 to 800 a pop where IVF is like, oh, 15 grand Jeez. for part 15 of it. Grand. Uh, we're in for about 90 at this um, point. Yeah, I remember when yeah. I heard your we're joke in, last we're night. We're in for I was about like, 90K. Fuck, I do not have 90K if I Nobody ever. does. 
we're, like, we're doing shows in barbershops. We're, we're, we're doing 90K. How do, you, how do you plan for that then if it's like, okay, so there's a couple listening and they're like, okay, we're going to have to go to IVF, but we don't. Do you just do like a saving system or a loan system? Well, or? we did, I got like a, I think I got like one of those pandemic loans. So okay. I used part of that. My dad had a little bit. Nice. Robbie's, oh some of Robbie's family. We had a, a very nice friend who is very successful give us some. <gasps> Uh, we so we had a couple benefactors, and then Robbie uh, had has has had decent jobs where he's been able to give a little. Um, and then we finally got insurance. Oh, perfect! Because insurance this is very it, many insurances don't cover. Yeah. So we did three rounds out of pocket, three egg retrievals. Uh, I had to get a surgery. I had to get like two different kinds of like little surgeries. I had like a, a fibroid. I had a septum. Like to the, the, you just you don't know what the fuck's going on inside of you until somebody literally takes a wand and shoves it all the way inside of your body. And it's like, well, there's something here. You've been living with this for <laughs> yeah, forever. And it's crazy. It's crazy. So so then so then so then his new writing job works with a, they were giving them a like a, a stipend for at this thing called this using this thing called carrot, which is specific fertility. And the clinic that we went to happened to take carrot. So it just worked out that the last round with this guy who we were successful with, but the other ones were just, were just. That's amazing that the last guy it worked out with is the one that was insurance covered and the out of pocket one didn't work. I know. I'd be raging. I'd be like, sorry. If it didn't also as well, if it didn't work, sorry. I'd be like, there should be a return. Customer policy. Well, he was my first. I know. Truly, my first doctor was well, well. But I will say we we put a lot on credit cards, and though we had a lot of points, so we did get to take like a pretty cool trip when okay. I was when I wasn't pregnant last <laughs> spring. <laughs> we were like, "Fuck it, we're traveling for three weeks okay. uh, on our IVF credit card points." Um, but our first guy after our first round didn't work. He did. They did actually do a lot to help us. Like they say, they saved us a bag full of drugs because the drugs can be okay. expensive. He like made his he like cut the price in half like they were trying like yeah they really were trying to like help us out because like the first Try not round to, like, we rob did you. yeah he, and he was so nice it just i just that protocol didn't work for me because even though it's the same procedure everywhere you go everybody has different protocols and so it really is interesting like his approach was more medicine and this guy was less medicine and it just depends on what your body responds to and which one worked for you less, less medicine. medicine okay amazing medicine. yeah so, so my first one I, I was on a, a lot of medicine and that's why like we spent the bulk we spent like 12 grand on just the medicine so my second round my the nurse was like i some women that have insurance will bring in their meds for other women so she just basically handed me a like a ten thousand dollar bag of medicine it was like That's so nice i yes. want to be on that system she was where great they if were you great you can get the meds and you don't need it give it to yeah yes and so that's what i i when i had extra stuff i i put out a call on um on instagram and i actually gave half of my egg uh, egg retrieval meds to two women who didn't have insurance that were going to do an egg retrieval so saved them a couple hundred dollars but yeah you pay for it so so it just it really is you just you just kind of have to move if it's not working uh, and like your doctor. I liked both my doctors. My just the, it just my body responded very differently to this other protocol. And so what's the no medicine one, though? What is the it, it's just treatment? less medicine. Like so cause you have to take like these this certain drug. And like my first doctor had me just on a very high dose okay. of it. And this guy had me on a low dose. And then for the transfer, when you when you when you're getting your body ready to receive the embryo, um, they you like you have to have like your lining has to be thick. There has to be like a lot of different things going on. And my first doctor had me on a lot of medicine for that as well. And this other doctor didn't have me on. He like he didn't have me on hardly any hormones. He kind of just monitored me. He had me take like a little bit of a steroid at first, and then after the it was in, I had to take like a suppo- like I had to take an up the twat like suppository to kind of help help everything 
get like nice and cushy. And so, so it was just very different. Yeah. It was just very different. So, so, so yeah, so it different strokes, but I know people who have done the whole protocol where they're on all the, the different pills and they're taking the shots in the ass and they're taking the estrogen patches and they're doing all that. Like, so there's, there's, there's like so many different but things it's just and I just this great is, to know because yeah. I didn't know that there was all these different yeah like because parts. normally they want you to take progesterone you shoot it into your butt I had to put estrogen in my crotch I had to take wear estrogen patches I was also taking this like antibiotic stuff I was also like taking a steroid like there's so much stuff and then this guy said we're gonna try like a modified natural cycle so we're gonna go with what your body's already doing see if we can get your lining and your like hormones where they need to be if they're going to rise naturally because that's the thing is that you just your body has to be at a certain point to be able to receive an embryo yeah. and so he just monitored it and it was like looking okay and he's like but you are a little low in this so that's why i have to take the suppositories and then i was just taking those in scotland and then i was I had no symptoms and i was like i'm not pregnant and it was a really hot day and i was like and i want to drink a beer so i pissed on a stick and i was like no nah! And then I just started crying hysterically. It was like, and then I was just in Scotland pregnant with, by not by my, I was with two other comics, but I was just in a different country. But not with your husband. Not with Robbie, yeah. not with anybody. And just kind of like there with like weird food and like, the, there was like a, a trash strike and everything smelled like garbage and they like baked bread at night. And so the whole place, like, like it was just, it was kind of miserable because I was like, so sick and I was like this is not my then I was like going to McDonald's so much because I was like I need something familiar <laughs> I need American trash I need plastic cheese chicken nuggets you know I was getting cheeseburgers like for fucking like a week straight <laughs> it was like crazy you're like well you're you're making sure that that baby knows she's American <laughs> I'm not she giving you any potatoes no yeah. haggis it's like all this brown food around yeah. me is really scary yeah, yeah we're gonna get you some unhealthy <laughs> yeah I needed it I was like where's all the plastic food yeah yeah <laughs> I think we have a we have a few minutes left. Is there any like so that was well how, that that second guy? Are you able to say his name though? Yeah, this was at Spring Fertility in in Midtown, and his my doctor was Peter Klatsky, and he is amazing. He has a bunch of clinics in San Francisco too. This is his one in New York, and he I've sent half of New York female comedians to him. I mean, like I've I like though I like the less medicine because I don't even I don't take yeah. birth control. Did you take birth control before? No, but they will put you on some to kind of like they'll, they'll make you. No, I haven't taken birth control since I'm 21. Yeah, I never. Yeah. What what were you you just using condoms before? I was pulling out like a fucking grown up, <laughs> Katie. I still use condoms. I'm crazy. Katie. I, I I got the ring and it's been sitting in my fridge for like three months because I'm afraid to use it. <laughs> I'm afraid to put hormones in my body. No, no. I that's why I was scared. I was like, maybe there. I am the problem because I probably should have been pregnant many many times from 21 to 35. I was not on birth control. So, so should I do pie. pull out and do yeah, uh, out. do an, uh, ADD meds? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just like, here's the thing. Track your ovulation. There's really only three days a month you can get pregnant. Okay. So most of the time, unless you're like extremely fertile, yeah. but like for the most people, there's like a three day window. So that means you have a lot of time during the month to fuck kind of freely. Yeah. My boyfriend's going to be so happy. This man has been yeah, using condoms just, for two years. Just check your, <laughs> you can check your ovulation. You can literally get the ovulation sticks. And if you're ever worried, it's always 15 days back from the day you're supposed to get your period. So like in the middle of your cycle. Okay. That's when you are pregnant. That's I mean, when, that's when you're usually ovulating. Okay. So see, in Ireland, they just go, they scare the shit see, out of you. When you get a little happy face, throw on a condom. But if you don't have a happy oh, face. Oh, you should have an ovulation stick that shows. ovulation sticks. And a happy face, you're happy ovulating. Happy face means that like, yeah, around this time, your mucus that means you can't get pregnant. Keyword, your mucus. Yeah, when your mucus is like thick, that's when like it's all juicy and it's like helping the sperm swim up. Oh, so you so can get pregnant then. When you're in the, yeah, when you're ovulating and you get the happy faces on the ovulation. Don't stick, have sex. 
put on a condom. I'll put on a condom. Okay. <laughs> and if you don't get a happy face, pull out. This is a great tip for both, <laughs> for wanting to get pregnant and not wanting Pull to get out. pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then so for, for any women who are in their 40s wanting to get pregnant, do you have any tips for them or advice quickly uh, before we go? You probably will have to see a doctor. Uh, just, just That's just how science is. Like after 35, we just kind of have a shit luck. But um, it's possible. I didn't know if it was. And it is possible at 40 to get pregnant because I am 40 and pregnant. And uh, just like your doctor, trust them and um, and don't go on the internet too much. Yeah. Because it'll freak you the fuck out. And also know that, like, you can make small changes, but you don't have to, like, unless you've got, like, a ton, a ton of shit happening, like endometriosis and adenomyosis, like, which are all, like, unless you have, like, a ton, a ton, a ton of crazy stuff happening, uh, just be good to yourself. Try to be a little healthier. You don't have to be perfect. And... Go in and see a doctor sooner than later if you're like between 38 and 40. Yeah. Just because you might need it and you don't want to waste that time. Yeah. If you want, if you want the kid. I don't want to have a kid until I'm 40. I like. Go freeze your embryos. I know. I have no money, right? Oh, I have a little, but not enough to. It's tough. It's yeah, tough. I'm going to wait till 35 and we'll circle back. Because I know my boyfriend definitely wants to have a kid one day, yeah. but it's, I, I definitely want to wait till as late as possible. Because the big drop off happens between 30, after 35. Okay. Yeah. So between like 30 and 35, you're st- we're still pretty okay. And then at 35, it just kind of goes a little bit faster. Yeah. For most people. Again, some people some people stay fertile until they're yeah. 45. I you actually know? have who, a, who knows? have a friend and you know her. And I am, she asked you for advice about getting pregnant. Um, I think she was on the road with you. And uh, you were like, do it a year before, you're, before you want to have the baby, just to be sure. Did I say that? I, I, I'm pretty sure. Now, I might be butchering this. But she got pregnant like the first time she tried. <laughs> she, she was like, she was like, "Oops, I thought this was gonna take a really long time." He was like to her boyfriend, "We got Were they were they older? Was it, was it somebody that was? She like, was thirty four, and you were. She was saying she wanted to get pregnant at thirty five, and you were like, "I'd try now." And she got pregnant <laughs> like that that month. Some people are lucky. Some people are just lucky. But oh my gosh, she's an amazing now. baby. Um, I hope she's okay with me sharing that. I, I must text I'm her and ask to, before. I'm gonna have to tell, ask, see who this is. I will. I'll tell, okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But well, there it is. There. Take 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 all the advice from me with a grain of salt. <laughs> so do coke. Uh, <laughs> do a ton pull of out, drugs. Do eighty minutes. Pull out medicine. when you don't have a smiley face. Use yeah. your credit card because you know you get to go on a trip. These are Use some great your tips. Goddamn credit card. Um, yeah, and okay. ask your successful friends for ten thousand dollars. Just great. Also, if I ever get successful and you need money, I'll I'll help. Let's uh, yeah. if you're a friend, not some weirdo. Come on, I shouldn't have said that. I, 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 I edit that out. <laughs> Um, where can people find you? Is There's nowhere right now to watch uh, Inconceivable. No, there's nowhere right there. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, but I'm at KSFaceB on Instagram where there's some clips. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I think I'm going to do stuff with this year. We'll see. And uh, and yeah, those are kind of like my main my main two. I had a podcast. It's kind of on hi- hiatus. And I think I'm actually, me and uh, Ari Finling, I think are about to start kind of like a parenting podcast. Oh, so brilliant. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm pivoting with the times. Pivoting with the times. So uh, so you, look out for that soon. Oh, you, there's the belly. You have a Snapchat. Oh, I do. Uh, that's right. I do have a, I have a true crime Snapchat show called Lawless. Yeah. So definitely just, even if you're not on set, just go subscribe to that so I can keep making money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't watch. You don't have to watch them, but just go subscribe. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just subscribe so yeah, that yeah, they, they'll keep paying me. Perfect. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, thank you so much for, for being here. This is absolutely great. So much fun. Oh, thanks um, for having me. And for all the listeners, uh, this will be up a week early on Patreon. So I guess this only messages for the patreon because i don't know how <laughs> you guys <laughs> that doesn't make any sense but if you're watching this now a week later on youtube you could have seen it a week earlier on patreon you know and so you get with it been pregnant by now what yeah the fuck are you doing it, right now it's pay what you want until i figure out how to do so you could just be on there for really cheap until i figure out how to do to, the, to do I, I just can't make a decision with the rates of pay so get on right now i do solo episodes these come out a week early bonus stuff uh, rate review please now rate review because we need to get rid of Stephen motherfuckers uh, review so that'd be great and uh, if you have any advice or guests all of that please DM me at Katie Boyle Comic um, and if you're not following me and you're just a listener go follow me as well Katie Boyle Comic the hell yeah I do think sometimes they just listen they to us and they don't follow me I do yeah and that's true it is not a crossover between who follows me and who listens to the podcast I'm fully convinced cross it over you losers yeah love you cross it over Okay, and yeah, follow Casey. So thank you. so, And thanks, James. We had James Webb today. So thank you yeah, so much. Bye. bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.